He's a master in martial arts. Oh, wow. <laughs> so be prepared. Now, he's also a TEDx speaker, and he does much, much, much more than what I can introduce in this short uh, uh, minute. And so without taking one more minute, I'm going to introduce to the show our guest, who is none other than Brannon So, Welcome to the show. Grateful to be here, Anthony. Now, explain, explain to us what this means, because I see it in karate now. That's how you... <laughs> well, it's not just martial arts. It's a sign of humility. It's, yeah, it's the hands humility. before your face. <laughs> I mean, a lot of great spiritual teachers from Nelson Mandela to Jesus Christ to, you know, Martin Luther King. It's a sign of humility, but a sign of prayer as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And martial arts people will bow. They'll do a lot of different things. But I found that for me... I really wanted to share my heart and this mm -hmm. allows me to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and it allows me to be authentic and transparent. And what about, if we may start by going into that direction and understanding a bit more, what about the hand, hand coverings that I see, like the one that you have on you right now? You look well, honestly, I, I, I work in a lot of different arenas mm -hmm. and when I do certain events, um, you know, I would never wear this in my martial arts classes or certain environments, but it's, it's, it's what I grew up with. And so when I get a chance to speak like this, I, as black is my color, you know, I'm not a very fashionable guy. I know I don't, so I don't want to think about clothes when I wake up, Anthony. So mm -hmm. when I wake up, it's always black. Everything I own is black. It makes my wife crazy. When we take family pictures, she'll go, do you have any other color? I, uh -huh. No. Yeah. I, I don't want to think about it. I don't well, that's interesting. It. And we almost yeah. match today. I only miss by having some stripes on. But anyway, <laughs> you're talking of growing up. Uh, can you please highlight and to us, uh, where are you from? How did you grow up? And things Absolutely. Like Absolutely. You know, I think all of us have a great story to tell. I think what happens is, a lot of us don't want to tell that story because we're afraid we're going to be criticized or ridiculed. But I believe our story that got us to who we are today is really what helps us live our best life. And that's mm -hmm. my mantra. So mm -hmm. I was born and raised in San Francisco. I was born in 1962. So mm -hmm. I just turned 60 years old. You don't know. Um, yeah. You don't look it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of reasons for that. Okay. And, and hopefully they're good reasons. And the martial arts has a lot to do with that. Uh, by the time I was 11 months old, we were in foster care or what was called an orphanage or a foster home because my parents had many difficulties. So from the age of about 11 months to about five years, my sister, my older sister and I were in a foster home. And, mm -hmm. and that was very challenging because the foster care system is designed where people take money. They don't really care about the children. They just do it for money. And then when my parents got us back, my father was extremely abusive to my mother physically and to us physically. And my mother ended up leaving with my father's best friend. And then it, it was very challenging from there throughout my life. Uh, we grew up very poor. We grew up without money. We grew up with very little, like they say, money was short. Um, I was molested at the age of eight. I was molested at the age of 12. Uh, I, by the time I was 12 years old, I was carrying a gun running in a gang. So, I mean, I've got tons of war stories, but it's all, I don't believe things happen to me. They happen for me. And if I can embrace life that way, then I understand everything that happened to me is really what got me to who I am today. And that's cute. 
that's beautiful. I mean, things don't happen to me, they happen for me. I, I wish many of us would uh, start seeing life in that perspective, that whatever happens is for me, not to me. Well, and, and, and I think with that, Anthony, is we have to, the yin and the yang, right? If you believe in happiness and you believe in joy, you have to believe in suffering. Mm -hmm. And none of us will live life without suffering. And that's one of the reasons why I look this way at 60. I understand suffering is part of life. I was born into suffering from mm -hmm. a very early age. So suffering for me does not make me a good or bad person. Suffering is simply part of the circle of life. And that's what I love about Disney movies. Every Disney movie, there's suffering, right? Somebody mm -hmm. dies. Every Disney movie, think about it. The Lion King, the father dies, right? Yeah. Uh, Frozen, the parents die in the boat accident. But I really, what I love about Disney saying is that life is everything. It is living. It is death. It is suffering. It is joy. And if we can embrace that, Anthony, and be good with it, then we have the potential to find a sense of peace and balance, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. And, and, and my, I'm wondering, uh, was your growing up, the experiences that you had, that uh, the challenges, being molested and uh, being uh, living in a broken home, uh, living in foster care, did that trigger in any way your interest in martial arts? No, well, uh, my father was a martial artist and he oh. owned a martial arts school. And my father's had a school for 50 plus years. I've had two schools, one in San Francisco for 22 years and then one in the in the city that I live in with my wife and children and so martial arts has always simply been a part of our lives and martial arts saved me it taught me how to fight it taught you know how to negotiate a lot of the environments I grew up in fighting was every day it was very normal so the martial arts was just we lived above my our family martial arts school my father was a single parent so mm -hmm. um, yeah martial arts has always been a part of my life always mm. been okay that, that's interesting to know and um, yeah, uh, and uh, looking at uh, life and looking at where you end up uh, coming from a martial art background, I think it's very important the environment that you find yourself in. Uh, how do you take that? I mean, well, where you're born. Well, I, I mean, in a Western culture, what I enjoy is the Eastern philosophy of martial arts, right? Mm -hmm. Again, that yin yang in a Western culture, we actually shun suffering. That's why I think the drug addiction is so high here. Mm -hmm. uh, the imbalance, the distraction with social media, with all the different channels. You know, we look at suffering as this horrible thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas in other cultures, when you hear the word humility, it's a practice that, that is embraced. In Western culture, when we hear humility, we think of humiliation. Mm -hmm. Right. When we think of the word discipline in Western culture, we think of being punished. Mm. But in Eastern cultures, discipline is a way of life. To live mm -hmm. a disciplined life is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what I enjoy a lot about the martial arts. It exposed me to Eastern philosophy and ways of thinking that just aren't akin here in a Western culture. And mm. I think it's, it, it has served me in fulfilling my purpose, which is to live your best life. Okay, that's good. Now, tell us a bit more on that, uh, living your best life, please. Absolutely. Absolutely, Anthony. I think it takes a lot of courage to live your best life, mm -hmm. not your parents' best life, not what somebody tells you should do, what you truly believe. But in that process of self-discovery, what is your best life? Is it what the media tells you? 
Do you, should you be driving a Bentley? Should you be having so many zeros at the bank of your, end of your bank account? What defines your best life? So beautiful story. It's in my book, Live, Learn, Grow. Um, I was getting out of my car, and this is before I came into wealth. And, and I was sitting in my car, and I was getting out with a big bag of change. I was going to take it to a machine to turn it into dollar bills, into paper money. Mm -hmm. And this guy was homeless, and he's pushing his cart down the street, this homeless man. And he looks at me and very articulate. He says, excuse me, sir, could you possibly spare some change? And I looked at this guy and I said, you know what? You, I got this big bag of coins right here. I'm going to give it to you, but I want you to talk to me for five minutes. And he mm -hmm. goes, absolutely. And I asked him, I said, sir, you look very educated and well-read. Why are you homeless? And he says, well, I'm going to tell you. I was a history teacher. I owned a home and I realized I would die in debt. I said, well, what do you mean? I would never pay off this home. I would end up in debt. And I realized in San Francisco, which is very kind, I could be homeless and make more money being homeless and have freedom than I could being a history teacher. Interesting. Interesting, Anthony. So I look at this guy. Okay, well, tell me more. He goes, well, on a good day, I can panhandle $200 asking people for money. There's mm -hmm. always a shelter to sleep in. The food is amazing. And I said, what do you mean by that? He says, well, they have a thing in San Francisco called dumpster diving. People will go into garbage and take food. And some of it's five-star restaurants, right? And I said, wow. He says, worst case scenario, the money I make, I can get a hotel room that night. It's always nice. The weather is pretty nice here in San Francisco. I said, okay. That was his version of success. Mm -hmm. And he was perfectly happy. He was perfectly happy with the freedom also. I think it takes a lot of courage to define for you what is your best life. And that's a process of self-discovery, mistakes, trial and error. You know, I, I think it's all of that. But it, it takes a lot of courage. You have to define what is your best life. So today, that's what I do. I work with CEOs. I recently was at Meta speaking on leadership. You know, I can go anywhere with this message and work with companies and individuals and businesses on helping them live their best life. Yeah, and there you've touched on a, an interesting uh, thing that I always like to hear. Your perspective or how do you define success and how should I define my own success? Again, it's very individualized. You know, again, growing up when money was very short, mm -hmm. I enjoy money. And I say this in, not in a bad way. Money is simply a tool. It is a vehicle. Mm -hmm. I like living in the home I live in. I like being able to afford the things I could never afford as a child. I enjoy that. I enjoy giving back to my community. I enjoy taking care of my team. Right? I have about 40 employees. I enjoy taking care of them. When they want to buy a house, how can we make that happen? I enjoy that. And without that tool, without that tool of money, you know, it, you can't do that. You can't do that. So, but money should never define you. You know, like they say, you don't judge a man by how thick his wallet is or how many zeros are at the end of their bank account. That simply does not make you a good person or a bad person. Because when mm -hmm. we die and we go into the ground, rich man, poor man, they go into the ground the same way, right? So- yeah. And once you recognize that, because growing up, money was a source of shame. You know, we didn't have much. You know, what do you think? Money grows on trees. What do you think? I'm made of money. 
I remember my high school graduation. I wore my father's suit. That's how little money we had. So it was a source of shame. All the clothes we wore were secondhand. Mm -hmm. right? We're never new clothes. So I understood that part of money, but I also understood money is not evil. It's the way people use money that makes it evil. So once I understood that, then money became a tool. It just became a tool, part of the method to mm -hmm. open businesses, you know, to help other people and things like that. So in your, I mean, in short, what you try to tell us is that uh, one of the definitions of success is to have uh, plenty. I mean, there is that perspective. Plenty where... of what? Anthony, plenty of what? How many rich people we see are drug addicts, are suicidal, are mentally ill? How many rich, famous people have been married six, seven times? So when I talk about money, it's what, again, what is your definition of, of success? Mm -hmm. right? What is living your best life, right? For some people, they work a simple job and they don't spend more money than they make. And I think that's the big part of wealth. You could make a million dollars and spend $2 million and you're in debt. You can make $100 and spend 50 and you're ahead. You have $50 in the bank. Mm -hmm. So again, defining what money is as a tool and what that means is important. And we know in Western culture, the bigger car, the bigger house, more money, more money, more money. Well, greed creates imbalance. So what, what is that number? Everybody has a number. When we talk about wealth, when I work with clients, what is that number? How much money do you really need to live well, to retire comfortably, to provide for your family, to give back to the community? You know, what is that number? And for everybody, it's different. But in no way should money ever determine. And that's the challenge. Insecure people who are fear-based use money as a way to say, I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. And that's simply wrong. That's simply mm -hmm. wrong. That's simply mm -hmm. wrong. We're all human beings. You can't tell me you're better than me because you make more money or less money. It's irrelevant. Money's just a tool. It's mm. just a tool. Okay. So what are the critical points that we should uh, focus on? I mean, uh, or rather, do you have some principles? Do you have some uh, more tools that you can suggest to the people who are listening on living your best life? Absolutely, Anthony. I think number one is cultivating a mindset Mm -hmm. that allows you to do just that, Yeah. right? That mindset. So every day when I wake up, the first thing I do is breathe in and I say I'm breathing. And when I breathe out, I say I am grateful. And then I go through my gratitude list and everything on that. One, health. You know, two, a beautiful home that I live in. Three, wonderful businesses. Four, you know, my family. I mean, there's so many things we can be grateful for. And in the world that we live in today of cynics and suffering and negativity, we see a lot of it. Just turn on, you know, the TV. There's tons of negativity, tons mm -hmm. of tons. So I believe every day when we wake up, if we can create that mindset, then we will find joy in sunshine on our face. We will find joy in the simple things. And it's from that simplicity that things can grow. Right. Mm -hmm. If I'm always thinking, well, I need $10 million. I need $10 million. Well, how about be happy with the money you do have? You know, you know, I need to lose 10 more pounds. Well, be happy that you have today's health. You want to be able to build. It's hard to build on negativity. It's, it's mm -hmm. much more engaging and much more beneficial and inspiring to build on positivity. So gratitude is number one, mm -hmm. cultivate a grateful mindset. Right. And then I, 
I think it's important that we never forget we were children. I think adults walk around and, and the reason I look this way at 60 is because I live a fun life. I wake up and if I'm cleaning a toilet, people said one day, you know, I posted a video, you know, what's up? How come a millionaire cleans a toilet? Because it needs to be cleaned. It has nothing to do with how much money I make. I'm mm -hmm. in my business. The toilet is dirty. I'm there. Clean it. I mean, it's, it has nothing to do with it. Well, you can pay somebody to do that. Yes, I can. But if I'm standing in the bathroom using it and I'm the owner of this business, why not take two minutes to clean it? It's not that big of a deal. Yet again, that status of money is what really hurts people. Right. It does. Because I get it. I sit in a five star restaurant. I'm going to pay four hundred dollars for dinner. They serve me differently. Mm -hmm. I walk into a, a place where I pay three dollars for a hamburger. They're going to treat you differently. I get that. But that's not healthy. We are all the same. And if you can embrace that, that I think is very important, too. Why? We look at, at our neighbor. Oh, he's got a new car. I need to get a new car. Oh, look, they just remodeled their house. I got to remodel my house. Oh, they're wearing Louis Vuitton. I better get Louis Vuitton. It's irrelevant. You know, I'm a pretty simple person. That's why I wear black. You know, I don't wear expensive clothes. I drive a simple car because those things don't define me. And if you're going to be my friend or choose to work with me based upon the car that I drive or the clothes that I wear, then maybe it's not a relationship we should be in together. So that's important too. I think really recognizing that sense of equality, we are all equal. Mm -hmm. And that's what humility means that. To be humble, a humble person recognizes, Anthony, we are all equal. I yeah. am no better. I am no better than that homeless person. I might be more fortunate, but I am not better. Nor is the billionaire any better than I am. Mm -hmm. So if we can do that, then we move and meet people and engage at a sense of equality. And that's powerful. That's mm, powerful. great, great, great. That's good. And uh, we keep moving. Now, you, you talked of uh, having a grateful mindset and uh, doing everything that you do in a fun way. That's what I, I mean. It, it's good. It's good to know that. And we keep moving. Let us tell us as much as you can. You own now. Tell us. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I'm a master of life skills. The thing right. I understand, Anthony, is we are not born with confidence. We are not born with self-discipline and we are not born with empathy. Nobody is. The thing neat about it, which when I work with children, I will tell their parents, the good news is you can teach somebody a life skill and through practice, it becomes a habit and then you develop a new skill set. And that's what's beautiful, but what, what does that require? You know, especially for adults, we suffer from that fixed mindset, right? It's unmovable. If you can move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, then you set yourself up for the unlimited potential, the mm -hmm. unlimited possibilities, right? But the minute I say, no, it's got to be this way, right? And that's what creates war. This is the way it's got to be done. No, it's got to be done this way. Boom. How about we practice empathy where we seek to understand the way people think and feel? And then we practice tolerance to respect people in situations we may not agree with. Mm -hmm. Why? Why can't that happen? I believe it can. I, I believe it can. And so you could learn the life skill of tolerance. You can learn the life skill of empathy, just like confidence. Nobody is born with confidence. We define confidence to believe in yourself. Well, mm -hmm. I asked the average child. 
Can you ride a bicycle? Yes. The first time you rode a bicycle, were you very good? No, I fell down. I got hurt. But confidence means to never give up, to always do your best, and to work really, really hard. And if you do those three things, you can learn to have the confidence to ride a bike. And that's with anything, business, anything, anything that we choose. If I know with all humility, I don't have to be good at this today. But if I work hard, I don't give up, I do my best, guess what? I can earn the confidence to achieve any goal or any skill. Mm. So life skills. Yeah, it's all about, you know, accumulating life skills and then that's practicing them. That's beautiful. And thank you for that. And uh, you talk about defining your why. I mean, what what is your why to begin with? I mean, for someone who is listening to this for the first time, when you say your why, what is that? Well, why is, is actually extremely trendy right now, but I'm going to give it to you in a business sense. Most businesses will market from the what, right? Mm-hmm. What are you, right? I am a podcast host, hypothetically. How do you do it? Well, I use this software. I bring guests on. We have discussions. My question to you, Anthony, is why? That's what creates emotional connections. So there's the elevator pitch. When you get in the elevator, you have two, three floors to go up in this elevator with the most influential person in the world that could impact your career and your life. And he asked you, what do you do? I reply with, I help people, businesses, and companies live their best life. And he goes, wow, well, tell me more. Then you go into the how, then you go into the what. But if I wake up every day and I live from the what, I'm a speaker. Okay, great. That's not very motivating. That's not Mm -hmm. very, how do you do it? I do speaking engagements. I guess on podcasts. I do, you know, virtual seminars. Okay, the question is, why do I do it? Why do I wake up every day and I look forward to sharing with people like that are watching your podcast? Because Mm -hmm. my why is simple. My purpose is to help people live their best life. That is what I do. And I do it by example. I do it by expiring. But see, it starts with that why. You know, if you think about great companies, Nike, what is Nike's why? Just do it. Just do it. It's just a rubber shoe. But people wear Nikes because they're doers. They're action takers. We do it. What was Apple? Think different, right? People, when, when Apple was becoming popular and finally taking off, people who thought different used Apple products. Now, everybody uses them. But there was a time think different was their why. So once you discover that why, the good day, you're happy. Bad day, you're happy. Because as long as you're living from that why, then the potential is unlimited. Mm, thank you very much, uh, Brannon. And to everyone who's watching us and those listening, also those who get to watch us much later uh, in the after we are through with this episode, thank you very much. And we wish that you find your why if you haven't found it yet what is your why and uh, at this point i want to uh, thank uh, one of the viewers who submitted a comment and uh, if you're there watching you can submit a comment or ask a question as we are proceeding with brannon and john asks or john simply says not asks simplicity and equality is a great habit as brannon puts it if you gauge people people with their wares or property, one will be lost. Yeah, always, always. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. You know, because we lose ourselves in materialism. We lose ourselves in status. 
where truly Dalai Lama says it so well, the person is richest is the one who could be happiest with the least, right? So that's important for me. And again, growing up very poor, we learn to be happy with very little. So the yin to the yang, people swing from this way over to here, right? Way over to the other side, where really you want to keep your ship right. And that's just recognizing money is simply a tool. But make no mistake, because I work with businesses all over the world. I understand money and I understand its purpose. And I leverage money to provide me with the freedom. You know, my businesses are running themselves right now. I'm sitting here hanging out with you. How cool is that? That's right? cool. That's cool, right? That works for me. But but if I don't create that vehicle, then I'm not allowed this freedom to help others in the world today. Mm -hmm. And now since you talk about uh, building a vehicle, uh, maybe bringing up, putting up a business and growing it and uh, being in a position that that you are right now, how does that one uh, work out? How do you go about it to be in that position? Well, I, I mean, first, again, when, when I work with companies, I don't care if it's a restaurant or if it's a medical business or if it's a martial arts school, it's irrelevant. It's what separates you from everybody else. Why? Why do I want to come to your podcast versus somebody else's podcast? Okay, let's start there. Well, you know, there has to be something unique about that. And, and, and again, that uniqueness is you. Anthony, you are, there's only one Anthony in this whole world. And I don't say that with ego, not at all, right? Mm -hmm. To be the best Anthony in the world requires a lot of vulnerability. You know, you have to be willing to put yourself out there for people to criticize you and ridicule you and put you down, right? Mm -hmm. But it's easier to fall in line. Let me fall in line like everybody else. Okay, this is what's selling. Let, Let me do this. Let me be like this. Absolutely not. So that's the first thing. And then from there, once you do that, then of course, the the physical part, you write a business plan. And of course, in the beginning, when money is tight with a young business, creativity can create wealth. There's a lot of creative ways to market, especially with today's digital world. There's a lot of creative ways to generate revenue in your business to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, when I opened my business, the first one years ago, I was piecemeal everything was rented and borrowed and i mean literally but Mm -hmm. successful people are just willing to do what unsuccessful people are not within your value system i'm not talking about doing bad things i'm just i'm willing to work harder than anybody else i'm willing to work smarter than anybody else and what i don't know i can read in a book i can learn and take it and apply it to my why so i've had a bunch of businesses some have been very successful some i fail But failure is part of success. See, that's the other thing. You go work a nine to five, Anthony, you can map out that 40 years of life. Mm -hmm. How much vacation, how much raise. You can even find out when you retire. And you know when people hate their life. Oh, I can't wait until I retire. I will never retire. I just simply rewire, right? I'm six years old. Someone said, are you ever going to retire? I said, why would I do that? Look at Warren Buffett. He is one of the richest men in the world. He wakes up every day and he goes into the office. Why? Because he likes to. That's beautiful. Right? And I understand he's over 19 now. Yeah. 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 But look at him. I mean, he's smart as a whip. And he's, it's so funny because I, I, I read a story that when the stock market does very well, he's allowed to get a full breakfast at McDonald's. 
with the pancakes and the hash browns. But if it's a bad day on the market, he only has enough money he uses to buy a sausage McMuffin. That's that's pretty <laughs> This guy is so rich, he could be living on a private island, yet he lives in the home he bought for $40,000. Yeah, until right. the day. Until and that's the day. beautiful. See, that's beautiful. And he wears his clothing, it's so cheap. I think he shops at one of the cheapest stores. And people look at that. They put him and Bill Gates side by side. And the clothes they had on was like bought from a very cheap, cheap store because their money doesn't define them. Purpose defines them. So it doesn't mm. matter if they're in a $1,000 suit or a $50 suit, it doesn't define them. And that to me is so inspiring because they take that money and they use it to help people. They happily educate people and they go out in the world and they impact it, but they make a lot of money too. And I believe you can do both in business, right? And, and I think the big thing when it comes to business, people don't take that time. They spend their money incorrectly. They'll buy a bunch of ads. They'll do things when really what they should be doing is defining their brand. What is your brand, right? If you look at all of my stuff, my brands are very clearly defined and they all center around what? Live your best life. Everything mm -hmm. I do. If you look at my martial arts schools, onemartialarts.com, it's all about living your best life. My life skills online, uh, kids love life skills. It's all about teaching life skills and living your best life. The work I do with Meta, the work I do with Facebook, Lululem, everything's centered around one purpose, live your best life. And from that, I cultivate revenue streams. Mm. It all started with a very clear why. Because I grew up foster homes. This is the way you have to live. With my father, this is the way you have to live. If you're not, you're not accepted. Oh, you, you never come into your own. Oh, yes. And I was going to, to go into that, uh, talking about brands. And uh, how, how do you build a brand into a very recognizable, I mean, we know all the brands out there and we know Brannon because we are hearing about him now. Maybe some of us have not heard about, about him, but how do you make your brand a success? Well, I, I mean, again, with social media, it's a huge tool. Mm. Once you, like, for me, building a brand is growing a tribe of raving fans, right? You grow that tribe. And the only way you do that is by giving, giving, giving giving. I did that for years. And then pretty soon I said, great, here's a product. People bought it. Here's another product. But it begins by you. I think the problem with brands is that people are trying to sell. I don't want to sell you anything. I don't want to convince you of anything. I want to inspire you to live your best life. And mm -hmm. through that, people read my book. Through that, people attend my events. Through that, people hire me to come in and consult. But I would never sit in a conversation. I think about it. Have I sold you anything today? No, we have not had of you selling. No, no, because that will not earn trust. That is not investing in a relationship. And I tell salespeople that all the time. You don't want leads. You don't want sales. What you want is relationships. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to invest in the relationship, then the potential is unlimited when it comes to revenue. Mm -hmm. Because when you have that relationship and they believe in whatever you're serving versus selling, right? If I'm serving you a mindset, if I'm serving you strategies, uh, processes to run your business, then once that trust is earned, if and when you are ready to buy, you will buy. And if mm -hmm. not, that's okay. We have a relationship. That's more valuable than everything. So really, if you want to grow a brand, 
you want to do it authentically. So that's why I'm very hesitant with certain platforms because I tell you, this is trending. Like I just really put it out there. Recently, we had that whole trial between the actor, Johnny Depp and his ex-wife, Amber Heard, right? Mm -hmm. That was big here. That was really big here. And I watched different businesses take that because it's trending. Here's what Amber Heard said to Johnny Depp at the end of the trial. And it goes like this, like this. And then at the end, buy my product. That's horrible. That is horrible. You want to put your precious brand, your why next to what's trending? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It might get you a lot of views, but is it going to get you a tribe of raving fans that believe in what you do, that are going to trust what you do? Absolutely not. Absolutely. You have to, you have to think like a farmer, Anthony. Yeah. You know, farmer fixes the ground and plants the seeds. Does he have fruit yet? No. No. The, it sprouts. You have young saplings. Do you have fruit yet? No. It, it's several seasons before you have a mature tree that's going to bear fruit. But once that mature tree bears fruit, season after season after season, it bears fruit. So you need to shift your mindset from that into being a farmer. And if you can do that, you can grow a great brand that'll sustain over time. Look at Apple. Apple's been around since the 1970s. Do you think Apple's going anywhere? No. No, I, I walked in a store yesterday and bought three new iPhones. Mm -hmm. One for my son, my wife, and myself, because it was a great deal going on. They'll be around forever, but it mm -hmm. took that cultivation, right? And they still continue to cultivate it today. Apple has a tribe of raving fans that will stand in line all night long for the first you know, new iPhone when you could walk in the store the next day and get the same phone. But they have that tribe of raving fans and that raving fan is built upon trust. Are you willing to take the time to earn people's trust to build your brand? And that's mm. hard because there's no instant gratification, Anthony, zero. Mm, that's good. So we get the picture that we just have to get connected, get, yeah, get uh, start a relationship with uh, whoever mm. is out there that you're willing to uh, have a lifelong uh, partnership or uh, business, mm -hmm. then um, serve, then uh, plant that seed, give, give. And then at some point you are going to harvest your fruit. Absolutely. And if they want your fruit, then you're the first one on their minds. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, that's, that's a beautiful way to, because the relationships we engage in, the people we work with is so much more satisfying. Right. I hear salespeople. I want to close the deal. You've heard that, right? Mm -hmm. Close the deal. I'm going, what? Close. You're just opening the doors to a new relationship. Why would you think that way? Because that's how salespeople think. Close mm -hmm. the deal. Go to the next one. Close the deal. Go to the next one. Right. It's never about I want to invest in this long term relationship. Yeah. And, and I think that's why things like close the deal. You should get rid of that. You should get rid of stuff like that. Right. Yeah, because that's the hunter mentality. They salespeople think like hunters. Yeah. I shoot, kill, and eat. I shoot, kill, and eat. I shoot, kill, and eat. And they do that over and over. There's never, there's never any investment in a long-term relationship because I just want to close the deal. Yeah. Sales, mm -hmm. sales is, is a whole nother subject, but it's something I don't believe in. I don't mm -hmm. believe in selling. I believe in serving and through serving people really well and paying it forward. You've probably heard that before. Yeah. Pay it forward. 
you know, then we open our door to the little kumbaya, but the law of attraction, the law of abundance. How does that happen, right? How does these opportunities present themselves? Because you kept giving, you kept paying it forward, and it comes back. It simply does. It simply oh, okay. does. You know, business people said, well, what's my ROI? What's my return on investment? I don't see that. Show me the data. Okay. But that's what makes life magical, right, Anthony? That's yeah, the cool yeah. thing. Sure. You know, yeah, when when things just start happening, when they just, you go, wow, this is cool. Because mm -hmm. you've planted the seeds, you've done all the right things. And that's why a values-based business, a values-based brand that does the right thing above money and everything will always have that tribe of raving fans. Because mm -hmm. doing the right thing, it's, it's such a rare commodity in today's world, right? Mm -hmm. So many leaders, so many things, people are doing the wrong things. And it's almost fashionable. Right. Mm -hmm. It's almost factual. So to do the right thing, it really stands out like a beacon of light. And in this world, the only thing greater than fear is hope. And if mm -hmm. we hope and we go out every day that and we hope there are good people, we hope that our this world is still going to be here for a long, long time. If we hope, then the, the potential is there. The unlimited potential unlimited. to build a great. Yeah. To build a great. I'm, I'm in agreement to, to that. Uh, as you speak, there is hope and uh, there is so much out there that we can uh, still go after. I mean, someone said, or rather, I read in a book, is one of the books, it's uh, Signs of Getting Rich by uh, Walter. It says that, and this is a fact, and everybody who's watching or listening will have to agree to this, or maybe you can dispute, but you've got to prove your ground. The greatest gold mine in the world has not been discovered yet. There's so much ground, I mean, so much gold in the ground, you can't imagine. And so if you prospect well, it's still there. And you can strike a gold mine in the days to come, tomorrow. I, I, I believe that, but I, I believe you need to strike the right ground, the right you know, area, for example, I cannot sell air conditioners in Alaska. Yeah. Right? I mean, so I'm not going to look for gold up there. I want to be mindful that wherever I'm going to strike that gold, that it's the soil or the area where I need to be. Right? So I think that's why I feel very blessed and fortunate. I travel the world and I get to work with people because the gold mine is not in the ground, Anthony. The gold mine is here. So yeah. I can hang out with you in Greece on a podcast. I can travel to New York because the gold mine goes everywhere with me. And if I'm willing to go deep inside of myself, I'll find that gold. Absolutely. Mm. And speaking of uh, the right ground, now you talk, you say that it's, and you tell us that it's inside of ourselves. Uh, and uh, you're talking about planting and uh, about uh, digging, and hitting a gold a gold mine. How how do we go about it? Discovering that which is in ourselves, or that which is uh, the ground out there with the gold. How do we identify the very correct one? What's the process? Well, I, I think first of all, Anthony is understand the true journey is inward, not outward. Mm -hmm. Again, we live in a world where I need a smartphone to tell me I'm smart. I need a Fitbit to teach me I'm fit. All that does is separate you from yourself. The mm -hmm. challenge with going inward, you have to be willing to pull back your own covers and take a look and say, oh, I don't like that about me. 
and heal that and make those changes. And it's often really lonely, that path of self-discovery. You've heard that terminology. Self-discovery doesn't involve watching, you know, a marathon on Netflix of TV shows. It doesn't involve, right, going, hey, Alexa, hey, Siri, here's the answer. No, that's not the answer. That's just information. It doesn't become the answer unless it resonates with your heart and you apply it to applied learning. And then it becomes life experience. And you can go, yes, I tested that. It has truth. Mm. See, so that's the problem with the culture we live in. We have this false sense of security because I can just stare into my phone and get answers. Really, common sense is that path to self-discovery. We know right from wrong. We do. Mm -hmm. The problem is we can believe our own lies, Anthony, and manipulate it to where our lies become our truth. And then it becomes a social media post. Then it becomes a TikTok trend. And pretty soon I don't have to look at myself. See, look, I got all these likes and views and comments. I'm not a liar. Look, everybody said I'm awesome. No, no, no. Take all that away. Go inside and you know what a lie is. You know what the truth is. And mm -hmm. that's the challenge. Right, that with the fake news and the misinformation in the world, you can paint any picture. You could run your face to a filter and add music and a 3D this, and pretty soon it's not even Anthony anymore. Mm -hmm. It's some, it's some. So we need to get away from that. Mm -hmm. We really do that balance. It's amazing to look at my phone. It'll go. You've had these many hours of social media now. They're building these things into our phone. Yeah. I saw on my son's phone addictive apps. That means they have data saying if you spend this much time at an app, now you're an addicted to that app. Mm. So that's crazy that those measures have to be added now to our phones and to our apps. So first, get away from technology. It needs to be a balance. I love technology. Here we are. If it yeah. wasn't for technology, we wouldn't be doing this. But there needs to be a balance. So balance that, you mm. know, and really understand that. And if you can do that, and you'd be willing to sit with yourself. Journaling is a big one. Write every day. Write. You have a valuable story to tell the world, Anthony. Tell the world. Mm -hmm. Write your story and don't be afraid. You know, write that story. Even if one person's going to read it, so mm -hmm. be it. You need to write your story. But people say, nobody cares. You're nothing special. But I am to me. And that's why I will invest in me. I will do the work of meditation. I will do the work of journaling. I will do the work of seek seeking out mentors and studying the right things to be the best version of me. And if I can do that, then my life is fulfilling. Uh, what does it matter? We're all going to die one day anyways. Yeah. Dying is not a choice. It's living. Living is a choice. And every day we wake up and we make that choice, Anthony. You want to be your own best friend. You want to be your own worst enemy. So Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. We've got so much uh, to get from Brandon. And so it's when I ask every viewer, every listener to go and connect with Brandon and gain much more. Now, already here, I've got the uh, phrases, don't close the deal, start the deal, start a relationship so that at some point you may have it harvest because it's not closing. It's an opening. Whoa, that's, that's, that's superb. That's great. I've got to uh, have the idea or the mentality that I'm not going to retire. I just have to rewire. And I don't know you who is listening, what you've come out of. Uh, I mean, with this, uh, uh, we, we, you've come out with from this episode. 
But uh, if there's something that you should come out of is uh, uh, scarcity thinking, is negative thinking, anything that is negative in your life. Although you have to accept that those are part of life, failing is part of life, but you've got to make a choice to go in the right direction. Build yourself up, but uh, for more, follow Brannon because he he can clear all that he has on this episode. Follow Branson, go and connect with him, start a relationship with him, and uh, you never know what lies ahead. So how can people connect with you, uh, Brannon? Absolutely, Anthony. Uh, they can subscribe to my podcast. I have Mindful Meditations and Success Never Sleeps, two podcast shows they can subscribe to. Follow me at Instagram. Uh, you can definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel. Tons of great learning there. Or you can always go to brandonbeliso.com. Oh, yeah, sure. Everyone, you can always go to Brandon Beliso. That is uh, B-R-A-N-N-B-E-L-I-S-O. I just had to spell it for someone. Dot <laughs> com and uh, all that he's talked about, the trainings, the courses that he has to offer. You can always gain from them. Once you get to know him first and uh, you build a relationship with him. And uh, for today, that's about it at Now Tell Us. But before we go, we would ask Brannon to leave us with a few words that we will always remember. Now tell us, Brannon. Well, I always get asked that question at the end of a podcast. And each time it's different. But what I feel in this moment, Anthony, you know, what this world needs is love. And I know that sounds like a Hallmark greeting card, but you know, love is not a Hallmark greeting card. Love is painful, love is vulnerable, but we need love. Under love, gratitude, empathy, tolerance, patience, under fear, prejudice, envy, greed. If we can learn to live from love, we'll be profitable and prosperous in ways we can imagine, both mentally, spiritually, physically, and financially. Make no mistake, make no mistake. We can have all of it if we live from that law of abundance, but you have to be willing to be vulnerable and live in love. But most people won't because they believe they're going to get hurt. Well, guess what? You are going to get hurt either way. That's simply life. So why not choose to live it in love? I think it's oh, a good thing. Beautiful. And thank you for that. I have Thank nothing you. to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank you very much, Brannon, for taking your time and being with us and coming and telling us all that you've told us. I also want to thank every viewer, every listener. You can go and get uh, past episodes, future episodes on www.nowtellers.com. And uh, it's a pleasure. We would love you to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. And... Let's connect. Let's get to uh, serve one another. Let's get to plant seeds of tomorrow, as <laughs> Brandon has told us. And uh, that's all. Bye. And uh, it's me, Thank Andy, you, Anthony. and Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome.